Retirement is the start of the next phase of life, the end of one phase and the start of another phase. Oftentimes, there are surprises that uh, come along with the transitions. So to help you prepare for the biggest financial fears that go along with retirement, we're going to break them down for you uh, today and just look at the biggies. Please stay with us. Money Matters USA with Fred Sage. You also need to work with your advisor to create multiple income streams. You're at the right place for information every week regarding all the components of a successful retirement plan. Asset allocation is really a driving force to how much your accounts are going to grow. Fred Sade is a financial fiduciary and retirement specialist. I have to put the client's interest ahead of my own pocketbook at, at all times. I must be able to justify why I'm making the recommendations. Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Fred Sade. Well, here we are at podcast number 116, Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Fred Sade, founder, managing director of the firm, Money Matters USA. Fred has a PhD in economics from Duke University and in the financial services industry for many years, specializing in retirement planning. Fred, uh, well, retirement, the start of a new phase of life. and Yes, it is. Yeah, it's the beginning of a new and now longer chapter. And sometimes there are surprises, oftentimes surprises that accompany that transition. So in an effort to prepare for some of the more common surprises along that road to retirement, we're breaking down eight of them today and how to take each in stride. So in other words, we're looking at... <laughs> Since we're near Halloween, retirement fears here today yeah. and uh, getting in the old haunted house here. But, but here we go. The good news is, Fred, you have ways and you're going to offer suggestions in overcoming those fears. So let's start with financial fear. Number one, Fred, inflation. Yeah, I mean, we've had uh, little to no inflation for 30 years. And um, in the past year or so, um, we've had significant headline inflation, and uh, that gives retirees or to-be retirees a lot of reason to be concerned because the cost of living can very well de uh, destroy uh, the money, the assets that they have uh, built up uh, in order, and the and all the promises that they made to themselves but all the things they're going to do in retirement. So, you know, with reduced purchasing power, um, it's, it's, really, it's really a challenge for people. And I know that people look at headline CPI, but CPI is really averaged. The country is divided into, into quarters, and then it's all averaged together. So no one is really average. So you have to have your own inflation index, your own inflation barometer. So you have to be able to work through the challenges of inflation. And, um, you know, a, 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 a competent uh, person who can give you advice uh, about that uh, is, um, you know, is, is very valuable because, again, you're looking at, at, at what, what are your goals for your money? What do you want your money to do for you? And how do we? How are we? How are you going to spend your money uh, in retirement? And what's the budget going to look like? So all these things 
have to be um, taken into serious account. I mean, this, this, this requires a bit of work. This is not something that you can just snap your fingers and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and the air moves around and you have the answer. So, um, you know, the, the, other, the other thing is that you really have to look at your assets and which, which uh, buckets, which vessels, if you like, are holding your assets. And this is where diversification, both of asset types and of tax treatment, becomes vitally uh, important. And, um, you know, you have this disagreement over which types of assets do better in, in an inflationary uh, environment. Um, I'd say last month uh, or so, um, the Wall Street Journal's Wealth Edition uh, carried Professor Horsmeyer, who I've mentioned before uh, at uh, George Mason University, had, had, a, had, had an interesting column uh, on, the, on the very subject. And then the Wall Street Journal had one of its own uh, people do it and came out to a diametrically opposed point of view than Professor Horsmeyer had come to with, with the help of his researchers. So uh, what we're saying is that you really, uh, it's a lot more complicated, you know, than these uh, quick rush to, rush to judgment uh, kind, kinds of things. And, and this, this is where, again, we're, we're proper planning, understanding uh, the choices, the, the pluses, the minuses, and um, where there's disagreement about, uh, about what to do, uh, what the alternatives uh, are that would be consistent with your, own, um, with your own views and what you are ultimately comfortable with. And working with a professional like Fred, a fiduciary, someone who specializes in retirement planning and all the components, uh, that helps. 800-593-8188, by the way, to reach out to Fred, 800-593-8188. Before we get to the second fear here. That's in honor of the new COLA announced for Social Security, uh, which is 3.2% for 2024. Not as big as 8.7% uh, for 2023. No. But uh, is that, you think that's about right? Or what do you think about that? No, I, I think it's lower than it ought to be. And I'm also concerned uh, about uh, the uh, IRMA charges as well as the uh, Part B and D charges, these are all B is six uh, percent increase, right? For twenty twenty four is what I was reading. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean I, I'm really concerned about this. Uh, uh, and and uh, you know the hold harmless provision is violated now uh, on a fairly regular basis. The hold harmless is is that these costs are not supposed to exceed the cola and they do uh, now on on a regular basis. And I, I'm not throwing uh, sand in anybody's eyes here when I when I say that that there there are problems here and and if if the past is any guide to the future, Congress will do what it's always done in the past. Um, you know, it's 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 going to look at uh, increasing fees and 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 taxes and cutting benefits. Um, I and that's the getting, fear. That's the yeah, fear. Yeah, well, I'm getting a little off field here, but I will say that I'm seeing an increasing number of doctors who uh, are leaving the, social, the um, Medicare program 
because the fees are, are so low, uh, they say. I mean, they bill, they bill $1,200 and get $15 back. So uh, they say, so why am I in Medicare? Uh, or, and they don't want to be in Medicaid, so that doesn't help. Uh, so I, there doesn't seem to be a great solution uh, for this. And, and we know that one political party prefers socialized medicine, and the other political party had the opportunity to repeal the Affordable Care Act but chose not to do it. So I have to say that both parties uh, effectively are in favor uh, or will, one party will acquiesce in what the other party is doing. So I, I, don't, I don't see the point is, uh, without sounding like I'm standing on a soapbox, I, the, the point is I don't see any good solution. And what I see is a two-tier retirement system and a two-tier uh, health care system where people who are more affluent will opt out and, and they will buy uh, their insurance in, in, the, in the private market uh, and be able to get concierge medicine traveling to their home and so on, and they're just going to pay out of pocket. And uh, I also think this is going to be true uh, for retirement, and this gets me to Social Security. I know that Social Security was never intended to be anything more than a supplement, but the reality of for a lot of people, it is the primary or the sole source uh, of their of their income, and th this can be very very uh, disturbing. Uh, and uh, Social Security advice is is really uh, important because I I again think that the solution Congress is going to come up with is a tax increase in effect, and I think they're going to reduce benefits for for people who are more affluent. Uh, and they've already been reduced, but I think they're going to be reduced even, even more. So I, you know, there there is a, there is a case for proper claiming. Uh, some people claim you should you should defer. There are other people who claim that that you should uh, claim early. There's a case to be made for for both sides, and uh, you know, and and you really should get uh, qualified advice. Uh, from from somebody who you know has a, a, a specialty practice in Social Security, which I do, but uh, the the point is that this isn't something you, know, you should look at and say, ah, I'm just going to look at the break-even age. Uh, Congress fiddled with the break-even age when it, when it eliminated uh, two of the most popular uh, deferred claiming strategies. So, I mean, it's already been fiddled with. They'll fiddle with it some more. That's just the reality uh, of, of where this is uh, uh, going to go. So I, I think that people should, should take it slow. Um, I think this is a case of, of, of where you don't want to think fast and, and act fast. It's a case where I think you want to think slowly about this uh, and you don't want to act quickly. I think you need to get uh, help and advice. And I also think that the typical calculator, which shows you what you're going to get at each age, is not adequate enough to, to uh, have you look at uh, all of the break-even points. And if you're married, it's really you have to consider couples because it's, it, it's not each person for themselves. It's each person combined. One of you will outlive the other. And the issue then is wh wh what happens to, to the income situation for the surviving uh, spouse. Uh, this, this, is, uh, you know, this, is, this is a case where you have to be open uh, to new ideas and, and new information and, you know, and if you're not, you're not. But but this is a place where we're being open 
is uh, is very is very helpful in order for you to be able to do the things, get the things that you that you uh, want to do in in retirement. All the things that you promised yourself you would do, uh, and you didn't do because you lived below your income. But now you want to enjoy them. That's my take on mm-hmm. this. Well, another thing, too, when you're entering retirement and we're as recovering fears is just fear of the unknown. Uh, yeah. what, what what's what's around the corner? What may be out of your control? And some things could be out of your control illness, for instance. But there are and I know you'll discuss with this with how to overcome that fear, but proactive measures you could look at now. Yeah. Uh, one, one of the questions that comes up all the time, I guess this is fear number four uh, on, on our on my list. Or, yeah, number is, three. It's volatility. Actually, you added one in there, Medicare, so it would be four. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I should have done number three. Um, yeah, that's that's all health. That's all health related. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I you know, Medicare is is important. Um, you may re- be forced to retire before you plan to. <clears throat> you may want to work p- part time. Excuse me, <clears throat> in re- in retirement. Uh, you know, again, this, there there are reasons there are reasons for early retirement. It's usually because of um, skill set. Uh, you've been ripped uh, out, or it could be uh, it could be illness taking your own or taking care of a spouse or a family member. So I mean, you ha- you have to you have to look at the possibility that your um, working lifetime will be uh, will be shortened. So yeah, yeah, there's uh, that chance. And, yeah, and, and there have been studies on this. Uh, if somebody if somebody says they want to retire at sixty two, usually they're going to retire between fifty eight and sixty two. They say sixty five. It's usually uh, between sixty two and sixty five. And if they say 66, it's probably going to be somewhere around, you know, 64 to about 67. And if they say 70, well, it could be anywhere between 66 and, and 70. Now, these are all academic studies I, th- that I'm, you know, sharing uh, now. So, and again, this this is all the stuff that may, uh, you know, come up, which, which, again, is why you have to have a minimum of two plans having three is even better. This is a plan A, which is everything goes fine. Plan B, some things work, some things don't. And plan C, where nothing goes right, and it's a disaster. And how are you going to survive that? So having two plans is a minimum. Three is even better. Yeah. Yeah, it, that makes sense because I guess you could say you need some contingency plans. Sure. Uh, and you have those throughout uh, your planning process because don't you have a, a plan that you – can that's already kind of set you can fall back on in the event of the death of a spouse and things like that yeah you you do but you know people have to remember that any any plan is merely a snapshot in time yeah and and as time progresses the the plan is is either going to hold up it's going to weaken it's going to strengthen or it's going to be on target and there's no way to know uh, in advance which of this uh, is going to be so it's good to have an annual review but certainly every two years, uh, you know, because what happens is the time moves on, things change, and and the plan may need to be tweaked or altered or, you know, your own goals and what you want your money to do for you may have changed dramatically or may have changed a little or maybe it didn't, but maybe other circumstances have changed. Now, uh, 
people confuse market volatility with, with market risk. And I've talked about this at, at some length. We, we know that the market is, is volatile. It's always volatile. And we know that right now, of um, in, in the S&P 500, which is broad measure of the American stock market, only seven stocks have um, have driven the rally in the S and P yeah. five hundred. All the all the tech others, stocks, right? Tech. Yeah, primarily tech, artificial intelligence. You just look at at the companies that are driving it. So the issue then is that the other companies are pretty much standing pat, and if you're standing pat when you have high inflation, they've actually declined in value. So. You know, you're going to, you're going to have volatility about every three years. We're, we're going to we're going to have this every two and a half. I mean, last Friday we had a twenty percent drop in the S and P, and we had about a thirty five, thirty six percent drop in the Nasdaq. That's correction territory. And then they then they uh, you know lifted later uh, in in the day. But this this is a lot of volatility. Uh, you know, whoever you whoever you want to believe about recession, I've seen tons of explanations. Not a single one of them is, uh, you know, is is convincing. But you know, you're going to you're going to get adjustments every three years, and you're going to you're going to get a drawdown every every five. So you can't really panic about this. And this is where uh, good planning comes in, <clears throat> so that you know right at the beginning how much risk you're willing to take. Let's say you're willing to take 8% risk and the market is down 4%. So why are you panicking? Uh, if you're willing to take 10% risk and the market is down 8%, there's no reason uh, to be to be panicking. Markets are going to go up and up and down all the time. And um, you, you can't you can't just jump uh, every every time to get out of the out of the market and and sell off, and this is one of the criticisms that gets made that that it's that independent investors uh, buy buy low and and rather uh, sell sell low and buy high, and uh, and that that's because of uh, because they they panic to get out because they want to preserve uh, their assets, uh, but if you if you build risk control. Uh, in right from the beginning. In other words, when once you've determined how much risk you're really willing to take and how much risk there are in your portfolio or portfolios, you can actually build and design those in to match your your uh, your outlook. So once you do that, that that should eliminate this this whole uh, this whole this whole fear. Now some risks are diversifiable. Some are non-diversifiable, and again, if you if you build the the risk profile in right from the beginning, then you can overcome this problem. Well, we have more fears to get to. There are a couple of more left. We'll start out with healthcare costs, and that is straight ahead on Money Matters USA. It takes courage to face up to things like volatile markets and Wall Street money traps. If you're unsure, worried, or losing sleep about your money, do something about it. Call Fred Sade at Money Matters USA at 800-593-8188. That's 800-593-8188. 
8188. Want to direct you also to Fred's website, moneymattersusa.net, moneymattersusa.net. Make sure you, you get the net in there. Uh, there's a lot there. Uh, we mentioned um, we're at podcast 116. Well, the other 115 are also on there uh, available. Mm-hmm. So you can scroll through. There are many, many different topics and you can just scroll through the menu. The red light program, learn about red light on the dashboard. All of that is at moneymattersusa.net. We're covering fears, and it's certainly understandable to enter retirement with fears. And so we've already talked about it, and, and the good news is Fred is talking about ways to overcome those fears. We've covered inflation. We've covered uh, the state of Social Security, and we've also covered market volatility. Let's move to the fear of potential health care costs for you or your spouse, even if you have Medicare, Fred. That's a pretty standard fear and, and un- understandable. Yeah, it, it, it is because Medicare doesn't cover every procedure, uh, and it may not cover it sufficiently. So some physicians and surgeons and hospitals will insist that you sign an overriding agreement that says if Medicare doesn't pay, you take personal responsibility. Otherwise, they are not going to give you treatment or uh, the procedure. Um, Even though Medicare may say, well, you have no patient responsibility, but you may have agreed that you would have that responsibility because this is you know, the place, the, the institution or the doctor that you wanted to see. As I said earlier, some doctors no longer take Medicare. So now you, if you're making an appointment, you have to ask, do you take uh, Medicare or not? And the answer may be yes or no. No way to uh, no. Some of my doctors have just bailed out on Medicare. And after October, I have to get some new doctors uh, or pay out of pocket. Uh, you know, they'll submit the reimbursements for me, but uh, but they're not going to accept. Some of my doctors right now uh, don't uh, uh, accept reimbursement. Uh, but it's re- but their fees are exactly what Medicare would reimburse. They just don't want to be responsible for the paperwork. Oh yeah. But but if there's some if they outsource it, then the outsource does it. Anyway, in terms of, of money, there's there's some disagreement about. How much fidelity says a couple of that is about three hundred thousand to one hundred fifty thousand apiece. I've seen other studies which say about seventy-eight to eighty to ninety thousand. So out I mean, of pocket, this, yeah, this seems to be a fungible uh, number. I mean, we we can, you know, living living as healthy a lifestyle as you can, eating properly, uh, taking medications where, where that's appropriate, getting regular. Uh, exercise, being being aware of uh, food that is healthy and food that is uh, that is not healthy. Um, you know, as you age, uh, the body breaks down. There's there's a lot of stuff that can be replaced. Um, and, uh, but you know, that's still major. That's still major surgery. So you know, the probability, uh, and and this excludes the co- the potential cost of of long term care. So the, the probability here that you're going to need uh, to, to come out of pocket is really uh, very great. Um, and I think there, there are, you know, there are some alternatives. A, a, a QLAC, which is a qualified life annuity contract, is essentially 
a contract that allows you to take um, IRA money uh, and and move it out uh, to a later point without penalty. You can go as late as age 85 if you if you need to or want to, and that's money that can then be used for qualified long-term care or health uh, uh, expenses. And there's no RMDs on, on a QLAC, and there's no penalty for a failure to take an RMD because none is is uh, you know, is required. Uh, life insurance is another uh, very effective uh, methodology because the uh, cash values could be available, or in the case of a fatal illness, the, uh, in, the, the face proceeds would be paid so that the survivor uh, would be able to pay off the uh, any bills that, uh, that remain. The reality of uh, long-term care needs is, is very, very real. The, the body wears out with age. There's just no getting around it. I mean, whether it's arthritis, uh, bursitis, uh, people get knee replacements, they, they get uh, shoulder replacements, they, they get uh, uh, hip replacements. I mean, the, this, is become, this is interesting because it's, we're getting to the point, I think, where we can replace organs. We, we know we can replace the heart. Uh, and I'm sure that other organs are, uh, you know, are on the drawing board. So, uh, you know, this, this is where you have to, you know, be practical uh, in, in your planning and uh, having uh, contingency funds uh, available. And, um, you know, it, I use a three-bucket uh, approach, which I color code, uh, you know, red, yellow, and green. And in that... Um, yellow bucket it has contingency uh, money and this is one of the places that uh, th that that's needed but again it, 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 need, it you need to plan for it. it it just you know you just can't wing it uh hope mm. is not a plan no no it's definitely not but Fred can talk to you about a plan and uh, well these days uh it's critical to have uh, a plan together for your retirement it's just more falls on us now which leads to our final fear, and it is the big one. It's the yep. big one, and that's the fear of running out of money in retirement. Yeah, it, uh, Allianz uh, Life Insurance Company of North America did a recent study this year in 2023, and this is shocking. 61% of people who they surveyed were more afraid of running out of money than of dying. Now, that's a wow. shocking conclusion but you know what it's almost i mean kind of understandable because you don't want to uh well you do want to live you want to live as long as you can but you want to make sure you have money while you're alive yeah because running out of money is another form of death yeah it can Think be about it it, yeah. it can be now we know that longevity uh is is has increased dramatically we have that from the census data. We have that from Social Security, uh, Society of Actuaries uh, uh, purchases data, and, and their calculator uh, is very effective in, in allowing us to look at uh, longevity probabilities. You know, at age 94 to 96 is not out of the question uh, any, any longer for at least one spouse. So... Um, these old-fashioned rules are really outdated now, rules of thumb, uh, because they were built for a much shorter uh, uh, life expectancy and a much shorter 
retirement. So thinking about, um, you know, longevity and, and going through a longevity calculator analysis is important because you can see what the individual longevity would be, and then you can see what the joint longevity uh, would be. So 25 years, 27 years, 30 years, 40 years, none of these are uh, out of the out of the question. So again, this is a matter of, of uh, your goals, your your plans, uh, what your needs are are going to be, and this this requires uh, a plan that is a, a written retirement income plan which is specific to you, and um, and if whoever's going to manage your investments needs to give you an investment policy statement. And that's not one paragraph or two paragraphs. That that may run five pages, six pages, twenty pages. No different uh, than an investment policy statement that's given for a four hundred one k plan. So you know, all of these things, uh, having a a plan that is specific to you, uh, addresses the fear of running out of money during retirement. And then you have your money doing what you want it to do for you. And that may be the first time that that has ever happened, not what your advisor or your stockbroker wants you to, to do with it. And it can eliminate the fears so that you can actually enjoy retirement and not being fearful uh, that, uh, you know, that, that this evil thing is going to befall you and, and you will outlive your money. You're going to be alive and you won't have any any money. So everything starts with the budget and figuring out what that budget is now, what it needs to be, uh, testing it out, have, having having a spending plan. And that is determined by what you want your money to do for you and what your income goals uh, are. And this is all part of the planning process. And, you know, it's, it's not a matter, you know, of which stock do I buy or or um, do I do a Roth conversion? I mean, all of those are tactical issues. I'm not saying they're, they can't be important or, or aren't important, but but they are um, they are part of the of the tactics. They're not part of the strategy. And we need a strategy uh, before you can get to the get to the tactics. And and the strategy is really the planning uh, process. It, it, you know. If, you want tips on on stock on the stock market? You know, talk to a stockbroker. They'll give you tips. That's they're not do, they're not doing uh, planning. That's that's not what their that's not what their game is. Uh, and, and this is what you have to take into consideration. There are a lot of people who can do good plans, and uh, but will not necessarily do the in depth written plan. Uh, with all the contingencies that I'm talking about. Now, we haven't talked, uh, said anything about taxes, but taxes are vitally important uh, in, in retirement uh, all through life, but especially in retirement, especially if you have a lot of tax deferreds. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with Roths, but there are other alternatives to Roths where you get into trust planning, uh, which can be very, very effective as well, either as a complement or as an alternative to a Roth. So, I mean, there are a lot of things that, that can be done. You just have to have the, 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 the willingness to be open uh, to, to seeing what might be available for you. 
and to see if what you believe is true is actually true. And maybe uh, you're a little bit outdated, or maybe you just haven't had exposure to, to some of the other things that are out there and could, you could actually benefit from. Well, I mentioned the red line on the dashboard. If, if you go to moneymattersusa.net and click the red light program, just under uh, where you can download the free guide, the wording is red light on the dashboard. Make sure you don't outlive your money. And we don't want to do that. So learn more about that at moneymattersusa.net. And Fred, yeah, um, the fears are there. They're understandable, but there are solutions. There are strategies in answer to that, too. And proper planning is vital, definitely, for retirement. Fred, we'll talk to you about it. Another way to reach out to Fred, 800-593-8188, 800-593-8188. And continue to follow us every Friday. A new one drops. That's the podcast, Money Matters USA. Investment advisory services offered through Money Matters USA, LLC. Fred Sade and his guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to the securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Money Matters USA, LLC. By contacting Money Matters USA, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.